We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Dane Moore NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcasts. Coming at you Thursday afternoon. It's December 22nd. Uh, As a reminder, really quick, this will be the last episode until Chris Hine and I record on the 27th, the morning after the Miami game. As I want to take some time for Christmas, I also want to give my guests some time and just kind of, you know, recalibrate a little bit here um, because. The season's not going to stop. We're going to keep rolling here through the new year in to January, which I'm obviously excited to do. But let's all take a little bit of Christmas time here away from the podcast. Um, again, happy holidays to all of you. Um, I just wanted to say that and say thank you uh, to all of you because I don't do that enough, probably because I'm bad at saying thank you. But I do want to thank you for listening to this show, whether it's once a month, once a week or daily. Thank you. I. I really love this job. Uh, it's important to me. And I know that without you and your commitment to this show that I literally wouldn't have this as my job. And that means more to me uh, than you know. I wish as a gift, uh, we had a, a Wolves win to break down for you. Uh, but Wednesday night was a loss in the rematch against Dallas. So that's what we're going to get into today. And to do all of that, I'm joined by Kyle Tige. From Score North. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Dane. How are you? I am currently in a never-ending battle with my friends over at Delta Airlines, <laughs> trying to navigate uh, getting home. Everything you said at the top was really good. Again, I, as a as a guest on this show, um, or you know what Phil Mackey and I are doing over at Score North, um, it was it was kind of funny, right? I was doing some back end stuff for our pod here, just kind of tracking some things, and I went. And just looked at all the different shows you've had in December. It's crazy just how it, you said this to uh, Jace, I think, the other day, but how every day is just a different massive storyline, right? Like the, the concept of a roller coaster has literally been never truer for a team than this season. What we've gone through in two months feels like three years, but uh, no, this. And that applies to the fan base too and to us, right? right like right, we're not exactly, used but to that. I just echo everything you say. Um, it's been up, it's been down, it's been fun, it's been not fun, but uh, just really, really can't believe that we get to come on here once a week or me and, me and Phil a couple times a week and just talk hoops and people want to listen to it. Uh, so really, really appreciative 
of everyone that listens and supports, um, as well as, you know, with travel coming up in the holidays, just be safe, spend time with your loved ones. I got some personal stuff I'm trying to get back for us, but just the Wolves will be back. The Wolves will be on. We'll be sending some tweets, but uh, I think everyone just needs a couple of days to focus on what's actually important, right? Like not, yes. I don't, I just also too, man, I, straight up, I need like four days off from here and you say high wall and drop coverage. I just need a break <laughs> from you. So, well, uh, too bad because that's coming now, but then we'll, then we'll, <laughs> then we will uh, take a break. It's funny you say that, like, as I was like thinking about the game this morning after last night and kind of going back and listening to what Finch said after the game. I thought about kind of like at the end of most games, I kind of do like a a tweet, like one or two lines. What happened in the game? What seemed to like define it to me? Then I put the score, right? Like I do that all the time. And what I said last night was Luca broke down the high wall, the defensive coverages, and that's why the Wolves lost the game. And again, listening back to Finch and thinking about it myself, just looking back at some stuff, like that wasn't all it was. Um, This team did break apart defensively in the second half, particularly the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter. But also it's like, look at the box score, Dane. Like this team didn't make shots, right? And it isn't always about the high wall and drop. And it's like, I have said that too much. And I've explained why I do personally feel like that's important. I think a lot of people see that. But a lot of basketball, particularly with this team, an offensively, offensive-centric team, right? It is about making those shots. Uh, D'Angelo Russell has been great for the past six weeks. He was not in that last game. Jalen Noel also struggled. I mean, those two alone went 0 for 12 from deep. The team as a whole shot 26% from three. And I don't care what coverage you are in defensively. um, If you're shooting that low of a percentage at that low of a volume from three as this team does, um, it's going to, it's going to cost them. And, and I, I just wanted to point that out that I think that, at least in my opinion, um, was was equally important to to what very blatantly broke down defensively last night. Is that what you saw? Yeah, that you know, it. I'm going to speak out of both sides of my mouth here, but I thought the game was fun because it was really just. I do love these two game series. That's like a thing since COVID, right? These kind of stay in town, and you know, we had one with with the Blazers a couple of weeks ago, and now the Mavs. Um, because it's like a mini playoff series. You get to see adjustments. Uh, so I thought last night, third quarter, fourth quarter, like you said, you tweeted out, a lot of people pointed out, Luca just figured it out. Mm-hmm. Whatever they did on, on Monday, Luca figured it out. And he started to carve it up. And then Finch tried to kind of throw some wrinkles in there. Um, so that's one side. On the other side, like, I thought it was a bad loss because I I, I, I watched... Man, there's not five teams in the league right now. I think this Mavs team gives me like big LeBron first stint in Cleveland vibes Mm. where it's just, I mean, that roster is, and I'm not trying to go all over the agenda here, but is Nas, is Nas Reed better than Christian Wood? Because I'm pretty sure he is right. And if Christian Wood is their second or third best player, like (laughs) that Mavs team is rough. But anyway, so I thought it was a bad loss because you thoroughly dominated them on Monday and should have been able to do it again. But in the same side, like, it's not an excuse. It's not apologies. They just didn't make shots. And sometimes you just, I think you said 0 for 12. I think D'Lo, Ant, and Jalen were a combined 0 for 16. Oh, yeah. Ant didn't make any. Yeah, my bad. I left that out. So, too. like, it was just, you know, and they were, as we'll get into, and I had some, I had, you know, our friend Steven was at the game last night, and, like, they just missed a lot of open shots. The Wolves missed the shots last night that they usually give up to other teams. 
they weren't really contested threes. There was like a lot of, you know, move the ball, move the ball, move the ball, extra pass. Dude is wide open in the corner and they just missed it. So it's not an excuse because I thought it was a bad loss. They should, they should be 17 and 15, but some nights, you know, you're going to shoot like Chicago and some nights you're going to struggle to get to a hundred points. And that's what happened last night. Uh, let's play this, this clip from Finch, which kind of reiterates all of this. You know, we, you know, they got us a little, little bit. They picked on our scheme a little bit there. And, and um, you know, but what hurt, what hurt tonight was our inability to put the ball in the basket. I mean, it came down to offense hurt us tonight. We thought we created a lot of really good chances at times throughout the game. Missed a lot of really good shots, um, particularly when we had a cushion and could have taken like a four-point game to a double-digit game. Um, but, you know, sometimes that happens. Kyle, it's like, I again, I don't want to skip over the missed shots part of it, but I don't really know how to like technically pick that apart in any way or to, to even really talk about. It. I mean, this team is has just proven now 32 games into the season to be an extremely inconsistent shooting team. And. You know, I mean, I guess there's some things we can get to. It seems like when this team plays with a little bit more pace, um, as they did in the first Dallas matchup, you know, those shots seem to come easier and cleaner. But they're just all things equal, not a strong three point shooting team. And the nature of the NBA today almost requires that right uh, on a on a night to night basis. And I, I don't. I don't know what to point to outside of like, you know, Carl's going to come back at some point that's going to, you know, inject some shooting into this team, even to a lesser extent, guys like Tori and Prince. Um, I, I think when you lose a game like this, where like Austin Rivers said after the game, I think we were the better team. And I think you can certainly make a case for that um, in, in terms of where, where this Wolves team is at when they're operating effectively versus, Dallas, who is also kind of volatile and, and dysfunctional as well. But it, it is kind of it is one of those things when there is when you're very close to the one the your opponent and you don't have all of your pieces, you know, that makes a difference. And and obviously there's this cap, right? But even moving aside from cat, because that is distant off in the future, I really think that was a game where they missed. Torian Prince and Kyle Anderson, and specifically as it, that ties to, I mean, Torian for the three-point shooting, but to talk about the defense, like where it started falling apart was, yes, Luca figured out the high wall. I mean, it was about two and a half quarters into the game, which means he'd seen it for about six and a half quarters, right? Or I guess he got ejected from the other game, but he, he'd been in Minnesota looking and seeing and watching film of the Wolves high wall and how they do it and what's open there. And he figured it out with it. He's tall. He does that stand up straight thing and he throws that overhead pass and he just found Dwight Powell at the end of the third quarter over and over again. And that is on the low man. We talk about that all the time, right? And to tie this to Kyle and Torian, Kyle and Torian are better at that. The players that were out there on the floor that were in charge of taking away Dwight Powell on that role were Wendell Moore and Jalen Noel, and they did not provide that resistance at all. And that was the first crack, right? In in the scheme and it forced the Wolves to start switching more, which I think confused them in the fourth quarter. 
because Ant then is still rolling over to to be the low man, right? But they're switching now, and it's like, Ant, no, you got to stay more home on Bullock. And then it's bam, 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 four threes in a row for, you know, for Dallas. And they, and then the game's broken open. So as much as there are these endearing factors of the high wall, we know what it brings out of this team when they're affecting the game defensively and scrambling and getting out on offense. We've seen this before too, right? Where when it breaks, when the wall breaks down, it shatters and, and teams can really pour it in on them. And and I think that's absolutely uh, what we saw in the last, you know, maybe 16 minutes of that game that, again, just need a little bit more of that low man resistance. And I think this game goes differently. I don't think it cracks and shatters the way it did. And you win this game. And like you said, then you're 17 and 15. The the topic of the week for Timberwolves fans and people who cover the team has been, okay. Those three games looked awesome. How are they going to reintegrate $90 million of tall guys? Last night, I thought this should be pretty easy to reintegrate Torian Prince and Kyle Anderson and Kat. <laughs> um, with all due respect, I have been uh, moonlighting as Jalen Noel's agent. Bryn Forbes, Jalen Noel, Wendell Moore, just don't, those minutes don't happen anymore once this team is healthy. Um, I think Austin Rivers, I mean, I'm just going to, spew take sponsored by delta here but like austin rivers has won jalen's minutes for now because he can do it on both sides he can defend and he can also score uh jim peterson last night did a really good job actually he's been doing all week but talking about like his refined shot mechanics yeah he he is damn near a lights out shooter Mm -hmm. right but yeah i was thinking last night and this i was talking to steven about like i thought rudy i know that it, it is a simple thing to be like they won on monday against the mavs without rudy and then rudy comes back and i thought rudy played really really well last night and he would set really good screens and he would roll they talked about this after the game um he was open a lot (laughs) but dallas just you know i don't know if it was after jalen was oh for seven or you know ant was oh for four from three dallas just when he would roll they all kind of confined in on him and was like, okay, you just got to beat us from deep. And then the Wolves just, you know, again, 0 for 16. Didn't you feel like guys. they could have found Rudy a little bit more, though? Oh, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, like, okay. 100%. I thought you were saying the, the defense, like, confined in and he wasn't open. Yeah. Oh, I, no, 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 okay, no, no, no. Okay. I, I, I thought he was open. Yeah. But the defense was still kind of just, like, you know, packing the paint a little mm-hmm. bit more on him. But he absolutely could have had 30 last night, like, <laughs> easily. Um, I will say, quick side tangent, like, I hate watching him constantly have his hands up and asking for the ball. It's the Malik Beasley thing. When you go look at all of the ant super highlights and posters, it's like ants flying from the tarmac and he's dunking this and Malik's still in the corner with his little hands out. Like I'm open. It's like, no, it just drives me crazy aesthetically that like every time Rudy has his hands up, maybe that's like a good thing for bigs to be like, Hey, I'm presenting you where to throw the ball. But it also drives me crazy. It's just kind of like a young kid constantly telling you they're hungry. It's like, yeah, dude, I know you, we need to feed you like shut up. But no, I, I thought he was open a lot last night and they could have given it to him even more. And that's part of this whole process is trying to figure out those. It's really more like angles, right. And passing lanes because they tried, I mean, Ant had, I think four turnovers and I would bet four of them were all trying to get Rudy the ball. So no, I, I thought, I thought Rudy act, kind of bringing him back in. You can talk on, on the defensive side of it more, but he was, they really should have leaned into that last night because that Dallas team is small. He had a really big size advantage. 
And again, too, when you're 0 for 16 from three between you know, the guys in your backcourt, right. it might make more sense to kind of lean into the big guy a little more. But um, all I could think of is that the, the Mavs wouldn't have been able to pack the paint as much as they did last night if your corner shooters were, you know, parked, quote unquote, Conley <laughs> Towns and Torian Prince. Like you needed those two guys last night. Kyle Anderson, yes, I, I love him as well. But last night seemed like if you have Cat and TP getting their normal minutes, that's probably a game you win by 14. Because again, that the, the, my takeaway this week is this is just a better team, better roster, better future than whatever Dallas is doing. Let's lean uh, more into Rudy, but let's take a quick break here first. Today's show is brought to you by Hyacinth Restaurant on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. And I wanted to remind you about Hyacinth again as you're maybe planning a family dinner over the holidays. I just can't recommend Hyacinth enough for just that. I went with my family to Hyacinth a few weeks back for my mom's birthday. We all loved it. It was great Italian food, drinks, locally owned by Wolves fans. I had the Fusilli when I was there a few weeks back. Incredible. I had their chicken parm previously, which I think was actually the single best chicken parmesan I've ever had. So again, as you're thinking about going out uh, for dinner this December, think about Hyacinth and St. Paul. That's H-Y-A-C-I-N-T-H, Hyacinth, HyacinthStPaul.com, or check out their Instagram at hyacinth.restaurant to get a look at some menu items. Again, that's Hyacinth Restaurant on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. Recent studies show that men's testosterone levels are dropping substantially since the 1980s at about an average of 1% per year. If your father was 30 when you were born, your testosterone levels could be 30% lower than his are. Low testosterone can have all types of health effects on men. It can cause you to lose muscle mass in your body. It can affect your mood, your memory, and even your sex drive. Let's Get Checked is a worldwide leader in at-home testing kits, and their male hormone tests let you easily test your testosterone levels. These results are reviewed by a clinician. Once your sample is in the lab, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. Let's Get Checked labs are CLIA approved and CAP accredited which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So if you want to test your hormone levels without having to leave your home, visit trylgc.com slash Dane and get 25% off your test using code Dane25. Or look for that link and promo code in the show notes of this episode. That's trylgc.com slash Dane and get 25% off your test using code Dane25. All right, we are back with Kyle Tige. Kyle, talking about uh, Rudy last night, and, and in terms of the offense, it's, it's I think he was the leading scorer at halftime, right? And largely yep, that was yep. like the the first maybe like six possessions. He had four buckets. He had that first, the very first possession that side pick and roll with Ant. He gets the he gets the lob dunk. We're like, oh okay, reintegrate. <laughs> like that it, was establishing the run, right? Where you're just like first <laughs> yeah, couple yeah. plays, give it to the running back, really set the the line of scrimmage. Um. It was an emphasis to like give him the ball early, but then they kind of went away from it. Well, yeah, and then and he emphasized it too, which he can do by getting on the offensive glass. I think that second one was mm-hmm. a offensive rebound that he dunked. Maybe a possession or two later, he has that little where he catches it at like ten feet, does his little slow Rudy Euro finished it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then they and then they gave it to him again. And he had like eight points in the first. I think it was the first five minutes of the game, which doesn't happen very often for for Rudy Gobert and so I thought that was like encouraging from a big picture like reintegration what this looks like what it can look like uh standpoint but we've seen this kind of all season where 
they stray from it, right? And and it it tends to it tends to to cost them in terms of of what they can do, you know, offensively consistently when you do have these extended periods of time, right, Kyle? Where what was that that Orlando game, right? Where like Rudy yep. Rudy had his hands up, he gets a little ticked, and then D'Lo starts finding him. Like they they missed that last night where Rudy had kind of established himself, but they didn't reestablish him as as the game went on. And when we talk about the reintegration, we talk about unlocking Rudy. It does. I don't know if I want to say it needs to be four quarters that you are being intentional about getting him the ball, but it can't be two, right? It can't be one quarter where it's like, this is where Rudy's impactful offensively. He needs to be a consistent part of the offense. And that was, that was a big part of the game too. They missed him a lot. I don't know if I'm just running on E as the year ends, but this is like, this is exactly why you have me on the podcast. As someone with anxiety, I just, I caught myself so many times last night, like closing my eyes or cringing when they would like, cause Ant took a couple long twos or they would have a couple turnovers and Rudy at the whole time, his hands are up. It just made me uncomfortable that like, cause I was flashing back to what you said, the magic game where like he didn't get the ball a couple of mm-hmm. times and then kind of threw, you know, a Godzilla sized temper tantrum on the court. Um, but 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 he's also right in some of these things, right? Like totally. I would rather just throw the ball to Rudy on a roll than I, I can. Sp- I can think of two specific times last night where Ant just went dribble, 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 foot on the line, long contested two, and it's like okay. And he made that, a couple of them, but but you're right, right, right. right. Yeah. But he did make a couple of them because he's that good. But it's like you know what? That would just be better off. I mean, again, we've kind of hammered home Rudy's not a liability at the free throw line. So it's not like if you get him the ball and they hack him, then it's like, well, that's a waste of possession. No, he's probably going to get you, you know, one and a half points or on average. So last night would have, <clears throat> they didn't lose the game last night because they didn't, you know, throw it to Rudy in the post by any means. But those are those situations where it's like, okay, this is, that guy is a real asset mm-hmm. around the rim. And like, he just had such a size advantage on whoever they wanted to put on him. I mean, they didn't even like, they, they scrapped the JaVel McGee thing last night and just leaned into Powell a lot. Um, it just would have made more sense to try to get him the ball. But again, these are those, ang- at least how I see it. Tell me if I'm wrong. It's like these angles that a guy like Ant specifically, or even Jalen a little bit, like they haven't really figured out the, yeah. the angles to get him. He's open, but it's like, I- I'm just going to keep doing this. Like if a defensive end has his hands up, you got to kind of like Patrick Mahomes sidearm, or you got to take <laughs> a step to the right, right? Like you got to find different ways to get him the ball, but defensively too, I know he had like two steals, two blocks. It's kind of what he does. But remember, like, when they were trying to throw that uh, entry pass into the post and Rudy just, like, jumped, like, he was at the top and he just, like, went and stole it? Like, he, I thought he was really good defensively. I thought it was one of his better games in a Timberwolves unit. Well, and and defensively, Kyle, I mean, it was the shift that Britt and I and then mm-hmm, Jason and mm-hmm. I a little bit yesterday were talking about, which was, what about just playing Rudy up in coverage? Which is obviously something he's done very sparingly throughout his career. He is the quintessential drop coverage center because of how great he is defensively. You saw it, very first pick and roll of the game. I was looking for it, and it's Luca, you know, and, and Rudy's all the way up in coverage, playing that high wall, dragging the ball handler all the way over to the sideline to get the ball out of Luca's hands. And what's curious to me now is I don't want to like, throw any like this is what it's going to be now they're going to run they're not going to play Rudy and drop they're going to they're going to play Rudy differently now because it might have just been a Luca specific thing right that would make sense if there's anybody in the league you want to get the ball out of their hands with and play your big up and coverage to do it 
it's against Luka. But I do think, if nothing else from this game, you now have film on what it looks like when Rudy is up at the level and mm-hmm. and not back in a drop and what it, how good he is. You know, one thing Nas is really good at because he's a very quick athlete is that high wall sprint back to the basket sort of thing. And and I thought, like, we were talking earlier about how the the high wall was problematic at the end of the game. The first half, it was not. Like, I thought, which is when Rudy w- was out there, the one doing it. A lot of what we were talking about in the third quarter, end of the third quarter there, when they were finding Powell, that's when Nas was in the game. And I I don't leave that game at all saying that Rudy in the high wall was the reason that the Wolves lost this game. It was the high wall. I think it played a big part in why they lost it, but broadly due to those third quarter minutes when Nas was up there. So I'm curious if this is something that is is going to be, become a staple of, of the Wolves' defense. Jace asked Finch about that after the game, and it kind of led to a maybe <laughs> question mark. Here's what, here's what Finch had to say. We saw you play up more in the pick and roll on the Luca ones. I pretty comfortable doing that. I saw you play up on them a little bit, even in Euros and whatnot. Like pretty comfortable when the situation calls. I can do it. anything. Uh, just about what's best for the team, you know. And uh, on a player like Luca, I think what's good is to give him different look. You know, he's, he's really smart and he can, uh, you know, adapt uh, really well. So uh, just try to give him different look and. Uh, I thought it was really good when I was up early in the game, um, but then they adjusted. So we we we, we adjusted too, just a, little, a tad too late. But I thought we, the last three minutes, I thought we were good for us defensively. So I said this was Finch. I did I clicked on the wrong clip, but it, it that was Rudy on on being up in coverage. Here's Finch on on Rudy, which I think is more telling to whether or not this is going to be something bigger picture. Do you like having that option to play Rudy up? Um, when necessary, I guess, in specific yeah. matchups? I mean, you know, we've seen now, we've done it a few times, but this was the best we've seen with him. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Again, these are things that, you know, I think we have to be able to do. You know, we have to be able to do several different things, and uh, he was good tonight. So, Kyle, what, what I take from that, right, is it's something they're going to have to do, uh, but it also implies the need for diversity, right? What I take from that Finch quote there and the Rudy one is we can't like we can do multiple things. The ultimate question, though, is can you do multiple things within the course of the game? This is what Finch has talked about all season. We're going to need to be able to do multiple defensive coverages, given the nature of Rudy and Cad and Nas and all that. They have not been able to toggle, you know, like drink toggle. <laughs> that has been the the term of of the season to me. If nothing else, uh, this signals that the toggle isn't going away and and Finch believes they need to be able to play def- different defensive coverages. And quite frankly, this game affirms that, right? You can't play 48 minutes of the high wall against a, right, exactly. a, a good ball handler. Um, maybe you could get away with it for, for one game against somebody lesser than Luka. But uh, I just think that's telling in the fact that we're going to see more of it um, and we'll we'll see how effective it is over uh over a larger sample size. This that brings up a good this is a good moment to ask this because I was uh I'm down bad today. I spent a lot of time talking to Carol from Delta Airlines. And Delta gave a thinking, lot of free plugs, but I think yeah, this is a lot of free, a, I don't know if these are some good frequent plugs. flyer miles. I uh 
do you think, because, you know, we all listen to everything you and Britt talk about and Jason, Chris, like toggling and all this stuff. Sometimes it sounds like Chris Finch, who I am still very bullish on. I, I've said that I think he's had more mishaps in the first 30 games of this season or whatever than he's had in, in his previous, I don't know, 100 and some of these coaches for this team. Um, do you think this is some of the stuff, though, that was on that hypothetical whiteboard or whatever when Tim Connolly went into his office when they made the Gobert trade and was like, can you make this work and stuff? Because the thing that I think frustrates me or definitely frustrates fans is like some of these really smart basketball points that you bring up or that Britt brings up or other people were things that we talked about on July 3rd. (laughs) Right. So is it just a frustration and the growing pains of kind of going through it and trying to get to that next level? Or again, I'm not talking about regrets of the Rudy trade or anything. I'm just like some of the stuff that you're pointing out and this toggling and this ability to have multiple coverages in a game. I mean, Luca is one of the best, Luca, Luca is the Patrick Mahomes, right? But like that Mavs team in general is not that good. You're going to play teams coming up, the Celtics, right. uh, the Pel- you're going to play teams that maybe don't have a, I mean, Tatum obviously and, and Zion, but don't have a Luca guy to dissect it. But the entire team is just better at dissecting it than that one man. So it's only going to get harder. And then in the playoffs, it becomes a real thing where you got to literally, like you said, toggle on and off second quarter, third quarter. We, we knew this was going to happen, though, right? Yeah, no, and I, I think like you said July third, they had it on the whiteboard before July third, before they knew the Rudy Gobert trade was a possibility, as I understand it. Like Walker Kessler was not drafted to be a part of the Rudy trade. They drafted Walker Kessler because they wanted to try this. They wanted to try Cat at the four, and now obviously if it would have been Kessler, like I don't think Kessler starts, you know, day one or anything like that, but. If somehow, like, Utah backs out of the Rudy trade and the Wolves just have Walker Kessler on their team, they do it, they would have had some of these same things. It wouldn't have been, I mean, I'm sure we would have talked about it. It would have been more in the weeds. But it was always going to be a move away from playing 48 minutes defensively of how they did last season. That's because they thought how they played defensively last season and how that team played as a whole last season had a capped ceiling in terms of how it would be able to rebound out of that coverage and and just how it would be able to how effective it would be able be able to be against some of these higher quality teams particularly when it came to the playoffs and you're playing a John Morant you're playing a Luka Doncic whoever it might be and so i i get the question a lot of like did Finch actually want to do this trade what I, yeah i mean he's said yes a million times on the record even before they knew the trade, he wanted to do something like this. And Tim Connolly, mm-hmm. when he looked, inherited this roster and looked at it, he said, "We want." I mean, when I when I had Connolly on the pod, right about that time, right, right, June, he brought that up to me of wanting to play Carl at the four and playing him, you know, with with two bigs. This whole idea of different coverages and how multiple bigs can or cannot work with this team they've been talking about it before we were talking about it they were talking about it when tim Connolly took the job and and they weren't naive to the fact that that would come with growing pains whether it was rudy gobert or walker kessler or somebody else you signed in in free agency uh they i don't know if they do 
to what degree this would end up being problematic or, or take longer than it did. But it's just, I, I think it's important to note that this very much was on their radar and was something they believed in. And I still think they do have a belief in it going forward. And that, and that backs up. I remember when we were in Vegas, and this is now root, like post-Rudy trade, but when someone had told us that works for the team, like Finch was, Finch was amped to draft Walker Kessler at the time, right? Yes. And then was equally, if not more so, amped to get a guy like Rudy Gobert. More but, so, yes. So, because I, 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 there's been, you know, talk. Anytime you lose a game, it's like, should they have done this, whatever. But it does seem like everyone was on board and is still very much on board. It was just the question, because it's been coming up so much of, I sometimes think Finch sounds a little exasperated or <laughs> overly frustrated. And it's like, this is, this is the, the thing and the experiment that you signed up for. And you have to be able to do again, the T word, like you said, you have to be able to toggle because another thing, I remember you and I talked about this like in April, but some of the defensive coverage stuff last year was as people coined it like smoke and mirrors. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't sustainable um, going forward. So I just wanted to get your opinion on that because yeah. Sometimes it sounds like Finch is really just not burned out or like anti the trade. It's just this is this Hard. is what you wanted to do. This is what you need to do. And it might be just clunky for I hate to say this, but for 50 more games. Right. <laughs> right? But it's all about trying to figure out if you can unlock. We I know we thought when the Rudy trade happened, it was going to be they're going to win a ton of regular season games. They might once they figure this out. But this is all about unlocking a higher ceiling for a potential playoff run. Yep. Um, and that's kind of what you experienced last night again when they acclimated or you know, brought Rudy back into, which, by the way, quick take on from you. I don't think if they don't have Rudy last night, I think they actually get beat by like double digits because Luke is still going to Luke is still going to figure it out. Right. And they were pretty motivated to get a series split. But um, I just thought like because, as much as I do because what Nas, I was talking about, like, I don't think it was a Nas problem in the third quarter. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think it was a big problem, Nas or Rudy, in when it broke down defensively at the end of the game. It was it was a low man problem. And right. and it was a problem born out of injuries that like, okay, Wendell, like, these are some big minutes, like go close the third quarter. And I think we've been encouraged by, you know, Wendell, particularly defensively this season, from what <laughs> we've seen. Mostly on ball though, right? Yep. And yep. and that's it, that's a hard that's a, it's just it's it's a hard job and i think jalen's improved as a defender too but like those are areas that those guys struggle and so yeah to your point i think it would have been a struggle regardless let me get one more break in here let's come back and keep talking about this and look forward to the boston and miami games as well we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back with Kyle Tige for one final segment here. Kyle, we were just kind of talking about the the fact that it wasn't just Rudy or Nas breaking down um, at the end of the game. It was on it was on the back line of it. And one thing I want to point out is that like that isn't a simple job. Like I I don't want to say we're ripping on Wendell or or Jalen. We're pointing out the fact that that's where it broke down. But that breakdown point is tricky. You know what I'm saying? And yep. and I asked I asked Austin Rivers about that after the game, and he kind of reiterated that, and as Austin does, I thought laid it out really well. Austin, Coach often talks about the, the low man resistance being a key thing to when the defense is good or not being there the issue when the defense is bad. What is the – why does that vary? Like, what are, what are the things that go into consistent good Uh Film, locking in. It's not easy being low man all the time, but you got to, man. Being low man, you know, it's hard with Luca. He's probably the best in the league in terms of looking guys off and throwing it to the corner or the big, like, last second. He is the best in the league at that. You know, you're not going to see that 99% of the night. So what we went through tonight, we won't see um, until we play them. He's the only guy in the league that can make that pass consistently like that. So, but with that being said, we still made the mistakes ourselves. You know what I mean? We, we just... Just a couple, just different rotations better. Just literally just two two of those threes don't go in, guys. You know what I mean? We win the game. It's just that simple. That's, basketball can be like that. You could play 40 minutes of good basketball and lose a game in a two-minute span just because of not locking in. You know what I mean? Um, it seemed like three or four of us made a mistake. I, I could, I'll, you, I'll speak for myself. I, there was one I had to split the defense, split the two. I was hugged up with Hardaway. Reggie, who had str- been struggling all night, he ends up hitting hitting that one, which got him going. Then he hit another one. Ball game. Ball game, Kyle. You know, I mean, it it both was ball game, and it's a hard job. And we and yeah. we learned and we learned that last season too. Like we we talk about the activity of the defense being so important for this team, but I also I'll like constantly remind myself, and particularly when I'm seeing it up close in person, and that the second half was right in front of the basket that I was sitting, you know, in front of or behind. And it's like, that's a hell of a job, particularly when it's, you know, Reggie Bullock in one quarter, Davis Burton, Tim Hardaway in the other. Like, it's tough. Like, you got to be busting your ass to to be able to to get that rotation over and to get back out to the corner. And they didn't do that in this game. I think it's why they lost the fourth quarter. But I don't want by any means to say like, oh, this was just this was just some laziness. You know, um, oh, no, no, it's, no, no. it was just not executing what is a very difficult job. The the three wins 
before last night's Mavs game were just really good regular season wins. Mm -hmm. No, you know, I don't care who was missing or not. Cause again, the wolves have half their team in the medic unit, but uh, <laughs> last night was like, last night was like a playoff game. And part of it's because I think Dallas is like, they're like bottom team and pace, right? They did really slow it down. And, totally. But that's also, it just, again, in the fourth quarter, I was like writing down notes. And one of my notes was this just feels like a playoff game. Hmm. Like the pace had slowed down. It was really about execution. A lot of plays took like a majority of the shot clock. Like it was just like really slowed down basketball that um, again, is what this whole thing yes. since July 3rd is all about is playoff basketball. And again, it, it is no, no shot at Jalen Noel or Wendell Moore who are still two young guys in the league. Austin Rivers just said it at 30. Yeah. Like I made the mistakes too. Like it's tough, but those last night was just another example of like, it would have been nice to have Torian Prince in there, Kyle Anderson for that low man stuff. Cause they just, they're vets. They've seen it more. They get it. They're going to be better at it. And then on the flip side on offense, like to replace that, you know, those Jalen Noel shots with Carl Anthony Towns shots or to replace those, you know, to replace those Wendell Moore minutes with just, I guess, more Austin Rivers minutes, right? Because when the team's at full strength, they're not. Wendell Moore came out, shot out of a cannon last night. Yeah, He just was, I don't know if he took the Bryn Forbes pre, pre-workout, but he was sprinting <laughs> around, took a layup. And then he was in the corner, like he like sprinted down to the corner. And I don't know if he had a shot quota, but he put up that three, missed the rim. Like, I know. Just right kind of away. slotting well, Rudy, That back. was one of the times when Rudy had his hands up there right in front of him on the, the left block. Well, yeah. maybe Wendell was trying to throw it to him. I don't know because he didn't hit the rim. <laughs> but that they just, they just, you know, there's a lot of good things to take away. And I'm not even being optimistic. Like, I thought it was a bad loss. But there's a lot of things to see. Like, again, they probably lose that by a lot more if they don't have Rudy. Um, and you can see sort of where you would slot in just the better players because mm -hmm. last night was a night where you just needed better shooters you needed guys i mean ant and d are always going to be part of the puzzle but just i don't think ant d and carl go 0 for 17 right yes. like i think a couple of those guys get a couple of threes you get a couple of threes and you probably win the game yes i, I thought it was a good point when you brought up before and i hadn't even Thanks. like really got there in my head that like it is boston on friday which in tatum like presents a very similar challenge to luca mm -hmm. like He's maybe one of five guys that you want to play up in coverage against, like regardless, you know, um, like I, I still think we're going to see plenty of Rudy back doing what he did in Utah, doing what he did at the beginning of the season. But, you know, point being, we're, they're going to get another shot at this right on tomorrow on, on Friday and and a look at like, you know, you know, they're going to be hammering that film from the last 15 minutes of the game and. And and that is again some of the value in this was you put down you know ninety six minutes of of tape of mm -hmm. this over the course of the first half of the week. There's value in that for this team, and you know, it's gonna be a hell of a task to go into Boston and, and be competitive and and or win that game. But if they do, it will come in in large part, in my opinion, from having played this way as they did at the beginning of the week against Dallas and having learned from it and, and grown and executed it better. And as Austin said, just not having those given up two more of those open corner threes, like that very well, if they play well in the game, it will come down against a great team like Boston, you know, to the, to those margins and their ability to not let them shoot them in the foot.
again, I, I really do think had they just hit some shots last night, they win the game. I mean, even when they were clawing back with a couple minutes left, they're down five, they're down seven. They had tremendous looks, right? Jaden was like the only one to hit it kind of from that elbow extended. Um, but they still would have had the exact same, like you could have won the game, made some shots, but still post game been like, we have some stuff to clean up. And mm-hmm. we've just talked about that now with like Wendell or Jalen, whoever was kind of the low man. So Boston's going to make that even more of a pressing issue. You're not only going to have to hit more shots, but you're going to have to, you know, you can't send them to the free throw line 30 times. Yeah. Uh, you can't let them shoot, you know, 42% from three, but uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be because you, this, we talked about this when they went on their last road trip and you came out here, but now they have this, you know, they're back to 500. I think they've treaded water pretty well. I think it's a good insertion here to just, again, since we're going to take a couple of days off in this pod, holy hell, everyone else is struggling. Right? Look around the Western Conference. Yeah. You see the score of the Nets game last night? They're up 91-51 on the war. I mean, there's just so many teams right now that are going through it. So for the just Wolves. opportunity. Yeah, for the Wolves. To just, for everyone. Yeah. You know, tread as much as you can. Um, yes, you play the Celtics. I just saw they're nine point underdogs. You get a couple days off and then you get to play a Miami team. That's not good. Um, and then you get to, you know, battle test yourself against the Pelicans or the Bucks. Like it's, it's going to be really, the, the basketball isn't getting any less interesting, mm-hmm. especially now that Rudy's back because you plant him back in his role. Everyone kind of slides down a peg or whatever. Um, and then if those other guys that go from peg three to four can't fit their role, you're like, okay, cool. That's where TP's going to come in. Torian Prince is going to take those Jalen minutes or those Wendell Moore minutes. So um, I thought last night was just really disappointing loss, but an overall interesting basketball game that like you keep saying now, you get a lot of good tape yeah. on. And now there's things that you can figure out and adjust. And I think this team has been better at that than people want to give them credit for. They have learned, I think, from some of their mistakes and won some games maybe that you didn't think they would win. Kyle, I went 0-2 in my prize picks last week. I watched a lot of tape these these last <laughs> six days. And, uh, you know, it's getting tight in, in our season-long race here. My 0-2 dropped me down to 16-13-1 on the season. You went 2-0. You watched tape in advance. So you are now 16-14. and 14. So I'm holding on by a thread here uh, in my prize picks lead against you. Prize picks is a, a sponsor of the show, Kyle, and I make these picks every week if you didn't already know so we're gonna pick two more uh this week from the saturday sunday slate i picked from the from the saturday games uh what what's sticking out to you this week on prize picks for you well shout out justin jefferson i told you that was a a free square uh we got there in a tough way i don't know if you (laughs) want to do 90 quick minutes on the vikings game but i'm still still recovering from that but uh he he was at the could you hear it on the broadcast like Katie interviewed him and stuff. I mean, he, he is such a cool dude. Uh, He could also probably get a couple. He probably could have had Wendell's minutes last night. (laughs) But um, so my first one for this week is uh, Drake London uh, over 45 and a half receiving yards. He's had 10 targets in back-to-back games. They play the Ravens. Uh, The Falcons are still like in their division um, (laughs) somehow. Uh, but new quarterback, but yeah, they are just, still in the division. They have not kicked them out of the division. Okay, yet. they are still in the race. To <laughs> Maybe win the everyone division, from that ass. division needs to be kicked. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, he's ten targets in the last two games. No Kyle Pitts. I mean, they they, they do have to throw the ball. Uh, he just yeah. takes up all the, all their targets. Um, but forty five and a half is just a weird low number. He's averaging like I think eighty the last two games. So Drake London over forty five and a half receiving yards. Lock it in. I'll do both of mine. Uh, right away, back to back. Cowboys, give me Dak over 255 and a half passing yards and Zeke 
over 60 and a half uh, rushing yards. I think Dallas makes their push, you know, Minshew mania, whatever. But uh, <laughs> they're they're going to um, I think they're going to win the game. And and I think to do that, they're going to have to both pass the ball and run the ball. I'm also just mad at Jalen Hurts right now um, for ruining my fantasy season, I fear. And uh, so go Cowboys. My other one was uh, there. There is a, a line out there for Justin Fields at over 70 and a half rushing yards. I'm just saying that it's not my pick, oh. but um, because if I pick him, uh, they'll scramble his brain and I need him in the fantasy semifinals. Um, but I'm going to take over DK Metcalf, 75 and a half receiving yards. They play the Chiefs. They're going to be from behind. The Chiefs don't have a lot in the secondary. Um, and this is like Seattle's. Seattle is still in their division as well. They haven't been kicked out, but they're also, this is like the last chance for them to stay in the hunt in the playoff race. So um, a lot of targets for DK Metcalf with Tyler Lockett out. Kenneth Walker, the running back is banged up. So uh, they got to look somewhere and DK Metcalf's a pretty big guy to, to look at. So let's get it. I got him in fantasy too. Um, all right, Kyle, those are our, our prize picks for the week. Uh, as always a reminder, if you want to play along with Kyle and I, Jason, and I, uh, this season, we're doing it over at prize picks. Uh, prizepicks.com or the prize picks app. They have a $100 sign up bonus if you use the promo code Dane. I'm sure you're sick of me plugging all of this stuff at the end here, but it is worth pointing out that they are not a sports book. It's daily fantasy. So um, you can play in the non special states like Minnesota and uh, have a little something extra to watch. Maybe you are out of your fantasy playoffs as I'm. Almost sure I will be um, in a, in another week. But uh, if you want to if you want to have something on the line uh, this weekend when you're you're sitting around with your family uh, watching watching football, try out Prize Picks. PrizePicks.com, Prize Picks app, promo code Dane, hundred bucks. Kyle, that that's all I got for this week. We already talked about um, Boston coming up next. It's gonna be a battle, man. This team, I, I feel like I've said this a bunch recently, but holy crap, the roller coaster of emotions. Not is not saved to the fan base. That locker room, I I've covered a lot of teams that lose a lot. This is the most upset after losses locker room ever. I mean, it like I played some of those Rivers clips, but I'm sure it's up on Bally or YouTube or whatever. Like, look, just look at Austin's face while we're interviewing after the game. He's just ticked, and and I think that's it. I, I don't mean that at all in in a negative way. I'm, I've covered a lot of teams and locker rooms that there wasn't a lot of uh care factor in there they have that here but it is this as you said at the beginning the roller coaster continues you uh you brought it up with Britt I was really appreciative that you and Britt went on that little rant at the end about just enjoying the basketball but um (laughs) like you said you've covered teams that yeah the locker room was pretty mellow after losses because there wasn't an expectation to win yeah um and we've talked about a lot of buzzwords this year a lot of the ones that you say are the Jay Billis drink ones like high wall and drop cover or you know, all the different throw, things throw but, toggle in there now too. in toggle. But um, also expectations was one of those words. This team now has expectations. And when they, it's good to hear, right? Like that was a bad loss against the maps at home. You're a better team. You're a better roster, even with all the guys you're down. So you have another, you know, opportunity to kind of bond, you know, these teams really kind of embrace these road trips sometimes. Over um, Christmas too. Also get, you also get to I mean, get away from what is sounding like a snowpocalypse in the Midwest. Uh, but yeah, it's really interesting. It, it's a little less of a tough schedule than maybe we thought. The Pelicans have slipped a little bit. The Heat are are in a tough situation. But uh, it is yeah, another long more, road trip, though. 
It is, it, it is another long road trip at yep. Boston, I mean, at and the Miami, schedule, at New Orleans, at Milwaukee. Yep. And the schedule doesn't really lessen up now because you're starting to see that outside of like, I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but the Thunder just swept the Blazers. Yeah. <laughs> right? like they're, they're really, everyone is just kind of in the middle now. Even Boston's taking a step back. So yeah, I know we said this at the top, but you and I are going to take a couple of days off. Phil and I are going to take a week off. Um, Really, really, really appreciate everyone tuning in and supporting and you know, talking to us on Twitter and sending emails and all that stuff. Um, this is only, I know we're going to take a couple of days off and you're forced to hang out with your family, but it's going to get even more fun when the turn of the new year, right? You get these guys back more and more off the injury report. You start sniffing around, you know, the trade deadline and just teams tanking or battling in the standings. It's, it's going to skyrocket. I mean, the roller coaster is just going to go faster and upper and downer <laughs> as soon as we turn the new year. So again, thank you to everyone for listening. Really appreciate it cool little community we've built here thank you uh for entertaining me on flights and when i'm sitting at home on the you know talking to my friends at delta so uh appreciate you happy holidays to you as well and to everyone that listens and we'll be back yeah and back at you i i hope you and carol at delta um iron out your relationship and you can you can get out here to the uh to the midwest to to see your family um yeah as kyle was just saying um, on behalf of both of us like I don't know. Kyle and I got into this, uh, got in the blog boy game at, at, at <laughs> yeah. the same time. And uh, honestly, never thought that, you know, maybe five years later, five, six years later, that uh, that this would be something we we get to be doing. I often say like for a job, um, which is cool and I'm grateful for. But uh, just the fact that people listen and uh and care that that means that means a lot to me and uh it's flattering it's like deeply flattering this has become a a part of my identity and that's because uh you know people have empowered that and i know we talk about this uh privately a lot that we are just really thankful and as uh as holidays do they uh they pull that out of you so again thankful to all of you listeners Thankful you, Kyle. Um, and you know, if you are, if you are traveling, if you're on a flight or or something like that for the holiday, you can you know can go back in the log, even though there won't be any new episodes till the 27th. But um, I think Britt and I and Jason and I earlier in the week hit on a lot of things that I think would be still relevant uh, to to listen to now. Probably particularly the uh, the Brit episode, which was a lot more big picture about the the reintegration of, of cat and Gobert and, and what that, you know, what that might be able to, to look like. But again, uh, only if you want to take some time, be with your family. Uh, that, that's, that's the, the main thing. The new schedule too. I was going to say, I kind of said this at the top, but the new schedule of like, essentially you're doing daily pods, but they're not like gamers in a sense. I mean, you're using a lot of game or post game, you know, sound and stuff, but it really is. Cause I, when I went today on Spotify and just looked at the last two months and every it's a time capsule <laughs> of this wild ass season just that the we're titles. experiencing yeah. <laughs> and we're not even 50% through. So, uh, yeah, it's, I really do. It's not, I mean, I'm not trying to sell anyone. It, it's going to get even more fascinating. And last night was a good example when they, you know, won three games that I deemed regular season wins. <clears throat> and then you played a more of a playoff game and you incorporated to the guy that you shocked the world by trading for. So, just think when they incorporate, you know, the other guy on a max contract and they start to play in games that are a little more tight, a little slowed down, 
um, a little more meaning when you get to game 55, 65. Uh, yeah, we're kind of in it right now. I don't know if I don't know if the roller coaster is going up or if it's going down, but I sure as hell know it's going to keep going in those directions. I sure know we're forward. on it. I sure know. Yeah, I sure know we're on it. I yes. Unlike my flight, I am on this. So. Uh, he he's Kyle Tige, uh at Kyle Tige on Twitter, the Flagrant House Podcast over at Score North with uh, Phil Mackey. I'm Dane at Dane Moore NBA. Again, I will be back to talk to you on December 27th with Chris Hine. We'll see what happens in Boston and Miami. In the meantime, until then, peace out. How I'm feeling, man, I hope it never stops, yeah Green it hard so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah Don't let standards ever, ever bring you down, yeah Hope you're dancing like nobody else around, yeah Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.